You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand rising, everybody. Happy Monday to all of y'all out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I'm telling y'all, we got a magnificent Monday in the making for y'all this day. I'm so excited. I got Williams genius in the building. And I mean like Williams is like two different Williams from different Williams families are in the building today. I'm going to be talking to Keita Williams first about her platform, Success Bully, what that's all about. She's going to be giving us some tips and tricks we can use and opening up an opportunity for all y'all to really figure out if y'all need that in your life. So I'm so excited to talk to Keita. And then after Keita, I'm talking to Keith Williams. Many of y'all know Keith Fly Right, Keith, that's right. The, the man behind Fly Right Productions who has been in our community taking photos, capturing imagery of so many amazing events and people throughout his career. I'm just elated that both of these amazing Williamses could make it to the Monday morning magnificence that is the day with Trey for y'all. I'm glad y'all are starting your week off with us. And of course, it's the top of the show, y'all. So it's a perfect time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Go ahead. Tag and share the stream with folks who feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we do have you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever it is, your favorite platform. Just search for us. Y'all will find us there. You know, I, I got to send a huge shout out. Y'all know I do this, but it's because this show couldn't happen without a team. My director, Curtis Cuddy Delgado, is always holding it down for me here in the Black Media Matter studio. Huge shout out to him. Huge shout out to our partners who make the podcast happen. Just today, one of my colleagues was looking up Converge and he's like, oh my gosh, over 250 like podcast episodes. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't believe we've been doing this work for a really long time. And I'm so grateful that the day with Trey gets to uplift and continue the legacy that Converge Media has really set and continues to set out here in the community. So grateful to be a part of independent media. Well, of course, I, I want to start right away because these two guests have a lot to share with us. So welcome, Keto. Williams. Hi, Keita. Yeah, you know, Keita, I mean, you hit the scene like with a storm. I first got connected with you at the Here Seattle events. And I yeah. remember like going there and meeting so many phenomenal black folks. But tell us a bit about the beginnings uh, for you. Because okay. Success Bully comes after so much other work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think like we met pre-Success Bully, actually. So um, my corporate career previous to Success Bully was in uh, tech public relations. And that's how I landed here in Seattle. Um, I have done most of my PR career in New York and, and got here and there were a lot of twists and turns and my, my corporate career just kind of went off the rails and I was reflecting, I think this would have been 
2016 about the goals I didn't get done in 2015, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah. what I wanted more of and what I wanted to do differently. And so I had this like mind meld with a few of my friends and we all decided that we were going to hold each other accountable and that we were going to, we, 2016 was not going to be Uh, 2017 wasn't going to be the same as 2016, the same as 2015. We were going to do something different. And so because I am a ringleader, (laughs) I had said to them, yeah, so we're going to do this. And when you call me, I want to hear about your goals. I don't want to hear about your love life. I don't want to hear about the drama and gossip of the day. I want to hear about what progress you made. And so off we went doing this thing. And I happened to be at the first F-bomb breakfast, right? And so that was a, that's a club of entrepreneurial women that get up and curse with one another the first Friday of the month. And I wasn't an entrepreneur at the time. And I was simply sharing with this room full of women that this is what I'm doing with my friends. This is, you know, I'm trying to figure out my next steps, but I'm like a success bully. Let me know if you want me to kick your butt too. <laughs> that's what I said to a room full of people. And off I went, wow. <laughs> off I went. It was one of those things where I literally said it as a joke. And it was lightning in a bottle where like it resonated with a lot of folks and immediately they knew what I was talking about. And yes, there have been twists and turns and what it was versus what it is now six some years later. Um, But my passion comes down to um, we can achieve our goals and you are 95 percent more likely to achieve your goals when you have consistent accountability. Mm. And so what it's kind of turned into is being more of a business coach, because uh, at a certain point, nobody's checking the CEO. You know, like <laughs> you grow your business to a certain point and then you're on this island. Right. And so I'm very passionate about scale and 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 creating uh, the skill sets to be an entrepreneur, because most of the time when you start your business, right, you're, it's the thing you do. It's that thing you like or you yeah. enjoy or your passion or or, you know, that that gift that you want to bring to the world. But all the behind the scenes, you're, that's not your your ministry. Right. right. Like accounting is not my ministry. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not my ministry. Uh, marketing. I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But not run a marketing agency. Right. right? A sales, you know, I'll get you to a yes, but I don't consider myself a salesperson. And so how do we prepare ourselves for all the other bits that happen behind the scenes with business? Well, this is really uh, so fascinating to me because I love the fact that so many of us are bringing our brilliance into this space. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, we saw a lot of business uh, startups uh, during the pandemic. Absolutely. I have spoken to so many business owners who are like, look, I had the time. I said, now is the time. Right, right. And I love that because people are really stepping out into mm-hmm. what they consider to be their passion, something they were probably doing as a side project. Mm-hmm. I even think about myself, Kita, in terms of like, you know, people are like, well, you should be speaking to, you know, people all over the world. You should be doing that. And mm-hmm. when, they, when people are sharing th- their vision for me, I'm like, you know what? Actually, that's a mm-hmm. thing, right? That could be a thing. But you're so right about needing that accountability measure. Mm-hmm. Tell us how it actually has grown since you kind of started, you know, with your friends and then bringing it out oh, to yeah. the, you know, this group of women. What, Tell us the, kind of happened? the growth of success. What's happened? So I started as a side hustle. So I was for working full time, um, working on an international comms team for a tech brand. And I, I think when people say, I don't have time for this. I think that that is, that's a a not truth. 
you know, because it's it's a priority. If you make it a priority, you can fit it into your life. If you sit down and you watch Netflix or Hulu (laughs) or HBO Plus or Disney Plus, have I named them all? Right. Um, If you watch and converge for two plus hours a night after work, you have time to run a whole other business, right? Yeah. You have a whole, you have a whole lot of time, right? And so it, it started as this side hustle and um, I was able to scale it through doing corporate workshops and, and coaching. So now it is my full-time job. So I bully full-time. Wow. And I work probably 25 hours a week. Wow. I have an attitude if I work a full 40 hour week. <laughs> it's coming up on team meeting. We talking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So like um, I have one-on-one coaching. So I work with individual CEOs on scaling, optimizing. I really like the space of, of hitting that first seven figure year. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do with my one-on-one coaching. And then I have a group coaching that's more of my passion project, which is helping other side hustlers transition out of corporate. And I call that the, the exit strategy Academy. So we have a whole coaching program around, here's what you do to scale. Here's the things you have to take into consideration uh, when you're trying to leave your corporate job. And I'm not telling anybody to quit their job, right? I'm not telling you to do that, but I don't want you caught out here. Yeah. You know, when we're seeing the big good jobs laying tens of thousands of people off and you can't go on LinkedIn right now without seeing someone's story about their their layoff. And some of them are handled really poorly. Right. I, I, I want you to have the option. I want you to have the option. I want you to be able to sit in that meeting where they're throwing people under the bus. This is from my personal experience. Everybody getting thrown under the bus. And I'm like, this is my eccentric hobby. Like, I don't actually <laughs> have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for health insurance. Right, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, you have to do that. So, so yeah. So I think that um, now if you are even toying with the idea of a side hustle, now is the time, right? Like, I think there's so many resources out there. Uh, there's a a space for us. And I think especially for black women, I think that this is such a gift. It's such a gift. Um, I love this. Uh, You know, uh, one thing I want to say too is, you know, there's a leap that kind of happens. And I I want you to be able to talk a bit about that leap. And, and, And not only is, is it that, but it's also the worth factor. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I know so many folks and, and even my own self, right? You mm-hmm. get, like you said, okay, good benefits. Okay. Good pension, this or that, whatever it is mm-hmm. that kind of has you really kind of tied to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There are ways for you to develop that individually. And really the, the cap is unlimited in terms of what you could make. Oh, absolutely. If you really like pull, pour into yourself, tell us more about that. Keto. Okay. So let's talk about the leap first. I think that um, first, I suggest that you master what makes you money. Yeah. Right. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in the busyness of running a business and not truly understand what I like to call money making activities. So what are the things that you need to do every day that make you money? Right. And once you kind of have an understanding of that and you have a strong pipeline where it's predictable, you know that if I turn this knob, these are my results. That's when I would say, start thinking about your exit. And I'd say, if you think you can do it by March 30th, I want you to give yourself to June 30th, Mm. right? I want you to give yourself an extra 90 days because your business is always 90 days ahead of you, right? And I want you to think two to one. 
So if I need to pay myself X amount of dollars, I need to double that in revenue so that I can pay myself that, right? And I think that's where people get a little wobbly. It's like, oh, I made all this money. But you have overhead, you have taxes, you have, you know. (laughs) So um, those are the things that I would say to kind of have in place before you make the leap, right? And to, to understand you have options, right? It is not an all or nothing proposition. It's a yes and. So you could go to your boss and say, hey, I want to go down to 80%, right? You know, or maybe I need to step down to 50%. Or you don't have to go cold turkey on your corporate career. When I made my transition, I moved to a role that it was 80 and then we stepped down to, to, to 60% to 50%. And then I was working like a quarter time to transition out. So those are options available to you. You have to ask. Uh, I don't think folks know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You could just say, hey, is can I do this? And you'd be surprised. It is more profitable for a business to keep you part-time than to hire an entirely new person to replace you. Yeah. Th- I, I really appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, when you offer something like the Ezek Strategy Academy. You got to tell us more about this because this is the opportunity. There may be somebody in the audience who said that's exactly what they need. Listen, so um, I think that where I try to position it is from, from is a space that I felt like I needed when I first started out. And I think it's, it's a year-long mentorship and interactive coaching experience with us. Um, you, it, it's not an online course with some calls. You are getting coached. <laughs> and you'll be working with myself and our team. We help you get really clear about who it is you serve, what you offer, that pricing and worth conversation. We talk about that. We focus on that money mindset because how you think like an entrepreneur is very different than how you think as an employee, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, we work with you to get it done. We help you with, you know, come up with a strategy and work your strategy. Oh, my goodness. This is what we need in our life. Kita, congratulations on your success of success, Bully. Uh, (laughs) We need it, you know, right? We need it in our our worlds, in our lives. Uh, I know you already helped so many folks, you know, make that leap and create their exit strategy. Of course, I got to give you time because people out here may be like, man, I need to get with Kita. Uh, Make sure you look right there in that camera. Let folks know how they connect with you. You can find me at successbully.com. You can follow me on all the socials at SuccessBully. Uh, that's where you can find us. And you can reach out at SuccessBully.com slash call if you want to chat with me for 30 minutes to see if we're a good fit for you. Oh, Kita, congratulations. Thank Thanks you. so much for coming on. Thank you hey, for this having is, me. This is your house now, Kita. Yeah. If you ever need to come back and give us some updates, you got some new things coming I up, will you, you know, hit that. me up. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Thank Absolutely. You so much. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I told you we're going to get off to an amazing start here. Of course, all of this amazingness is going to continue because Keith Williams, that's right. Fly right. Keith is in the building, y'all. Stay tuned right after this short break. I get to chop it up with him and learn more about why he stays so committed to capturing our imagery and our stories out here in the community. Stay tuned right after this. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's up, everybody? Trey Holiday here, and I'm so excited that Converge Media is doing a Black History Month takeover at the iconic Sankofa Theater. That's right. We're going to be looking back to look forward in this amazing space as we curate our own 
own segments of Black History with our friends there at Sankofa Theater. Shout out to our partners, Friends of Waterfront Seattle, the Elite Collective, and the Vita Agency for joining us on this amazing journey. Of course, the whole Converge family is going to be in the building February 20th through the 24th. Y'all do not want to miss these segments. Join us and can't wait to see you there. What up, y'all? T-Dub here, as always, bringing you the news and art planning and opportunities. This year's Four Culture Project grants are live now, and here's what you need to know to apply. Four Culture Project grants fund cultural activities and projects throughout King County. If you are an individual or group with arts, heritage, or preservation at its core, then this funding is for you. And if you're new to the grant application process, Four Culture hosts virtual workshops and has a team of grant managers ready to assist you in the process. The deadline to apply is March 23rd. Head over to fourculture.org for more. What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots, and this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. I'm glad you found one. But their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that yeah. you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please check them out. where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is the man of the hour, Keith Flyright. Keith with Flyright Productions. What's up, Keith? How are you? How are you doing? Good. <laughs> there we go. We want folks to hear okay. us. <laughs> Keith, you have been in the community with Flyright Productions for years, for decades. I want to go to the beginning. When you first know that, like, look, I need to keep my camera with me. I'm going to start taking photos of everything and everybody. Tell us about the beginning of Fly Ride Productions. Well, it actually started when I was like 10 years old. Wow. I hustled uh, newspapers and got enough, sold enough newspapers to win a prize. And the prizes ranged from little keychains to uh, a little brownie camera. So I, I had my eye on the camera for some reason. But anyway, I won this little camera and I started taking that camera to school and taking pictures of my classmates. And we'd go on field trips and I'd have my little brownie camera and take pictures on the field trip. And uh, at the time you had to, send the film, it was all black and white. You had to send the film to Rexall Drugs and wait about a week and a half or so to get the pictures back. But I was always excited about getting the pictures back and seeing, you know, the images. So that was kind of where I started. And uh, from there, I just, it just evolved to uh, uh, uh working for a, a local newspaper. I got a job working while I was in high school for uh, a weekly newspaper in the little town that I grew up in. And uh, 
always had my eye on the camera for some reason. That was always something in me that just said, oh, I, I, I'm excited about taking some pictures. So, but anyway, uh, from there, I uh, trans transcended to uh, this area uh, in about 1969. I came to uh, Seattle and started in Tacoma at uh, Tacoma Community College. Got a job working in the ethnic studies lab and for some reason there was a camera there and I started taking pictures with the lab and, and media has always been my, you know, been in my blood, I guess. And so anyway, from that point, I got a job. Uh, my first paid job doing photography was 1971 with Tacoma. Uh, city of Tacoma. And uh, again, they asked me, what did I need? And I said, I need a camera. So they, <laughs> they requisitioned the camera for me. And I started taking photographs in the city of Tacoma. Uh, pictures of houses and other developments there. So anyway, 1971 was probably uh, where I really started just uh, getting paid, really. Wow. And so from there, uh, clearly you had, you know, developed your eye, right? I mean, you're talking about from 10 years old. That's some serious history, Keith, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I love that story because you knew early on, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go for that camera. And it's like you never put the camera down since then. Yeah. Uh, but then you, you make obviously this transition from, you know, these kind of paying, you know, jobs to you saying, you know what, I, I can do this as a business. Tell us about that part of your story. Well, uh, as a business, people told me uh, there was all the naysayers that said, oh, you, you never make a living in Seattle taking pictures. And then, you know, there wasn't a, a lot of examples that I had to follow. You know, it was nobody in the neighborhood that was taking photographs and making a living. So I'm like, where do I start? How, how do I make a living? So I started <laughs> doing Polaroids in the nightclubs, yes. you know, and every weekend I would be in the nightclub snapping pictures and, and uh, made enough money in the, in the nightclubs to, to uh, pay my rent, to uh, invest in, you know, kind of equipment that I needed to uh, to uh, further my career. So that's where it all started in the, in the nightclubs and people would say, people would say one day you're going to be famous. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just give me five dollars. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's kind of where it evolved from. And then uh, in 1994, I was working as a uh, counselor, working with juveniles, uh, and got laid off my job. And at that point, I said, okay, I'm still a young man. Either I'm going to make a run for it at this age, or I'm going to wait till I'm an old man and can't, you know, get around, and then I'm going to start a business. I said, no. And I prayed about it and asked the Lord to, to – uh, Show me the way. And, uh, 
you know, it was kind of a a spiritual thing too at that point. I'm like, Lord, if this if this is what you will for my life, then show me the way, provide for me. And at the time, I was working. Uh, uh, I was a single parent. I had a ten uh, year old daughter, and I'm trying to raise her, pay to make the bills. And my last unemployment check, I said, uh, "This is it. I'm going for broke." So I started my business, set up a, a studio on Madison, and uh, the first month I couldn't even pay the rent. But the guy said, "Hey, the owner of the building said, when you get the money, just pay me." I said, "Okay, cool." So it wasn't probably two weeks before uh, some young young uh, uh, rap artists came to me and said, hey, we want to do an album cover. Can you help us? I said, yeah. So uh, they gave me enough money to pay my rent that month. And from that point on, I was rolling. I, I said, it, this, this must be, you know, this is a sign that I'm meant to do what I'm doing. So, and a lot of... Uh, the jobs that I did, basically in the community, it was like uh, nobody else is here to, to document our history. So that's I took that upon myself as an as an assignment to document our history and to uh, just to be there because the the uh, press, the Seattle Times, the PI, none of those newspapers would show up for a lot of our events. So I would take it upon myself to uh, be there and take the photographs and put them in the medium or the fax newspaper or, or just to document it, period. Mm -hmm. So uh, D. Charlene used to say, this is our black historian. <laughs> she used to she, she used to always tag me with that name and I'd say, OK, I'm the historian. But anyway, it, it, it kind of stuck. Well, it's true. I mean, every day I get to be in the greatness of Al Smith's collection here. Beautiful. Right. And so when we got this wall done, I immediately thought of you. This is when we first got in this building because I said, Keith has a collection that is this of another era, right? right? It's a whole nother generation exactly. that you have. Even those photos of folks at the club showcase the evolution of fashion, our culture, right? Like there's so much in that. Cause I promise you, you have taken many of photos of my mama and I done <laughs> seen, you know, the asymmetric hairstyles, baby, from the nineties, like all of that was just a part of, you know, so Miss D Charlene, God rest her soul. She was Listen. right to yeah. say that you are historian it's just like what al smith was doing right and right. just being there in the presence of our, our culture and our events you know different uh groups throughout the community that come together you have really been there on the scene you know when you look back at all that you've been able to capture you know i would love for you to have your own you know exhibit at mohai they need to do what they did for al smith they yeah. need to do that for you because you really indicate through your work a whole other era you know when you look back at all that you've done just what are some of the things that are standouts for you well to me uh the, the big standout is the black community festivals uh where people used to come from all over this all over the the, the state 
and even from Oregon, uh, black folks used to show up and I mean, in all their uh, beautiful colors and all their just, you know, the style and the, and the camaraderie and, and it was just beautiful to, to be a part of all of that. And uh, that's, that's something that I think we really miss in the, in the city now is the Black Community Festival. That used to be the highlight after Seafair Parade and all that, the Black Community Festival Parade. And then the, the festival that weekend was, was the highlight of the summer. Everybody looked forward to that. And uh, it was just beautiful and, and to be a part of that. And some of my images that I brought along today, I think might uh, show a little bit of that. But anyway, uh, that was probably yeah. uh, the greatest thing that I felt was was uh, in my career. Well, you know, it's beautiful because that legacy has been carried forward with Emoja Fest. And I was uh, on that stage, 1989, dancing with my cousins. You know what I'm saying? We did the Janet Jackson moves. I'll never forget because we had to do many a rehearsals. Let's actually go back through, uh, through some of your work uh, right here with this segment that you shared with us. Oh my goodness, Keith. Oh, we're just sitting here in awe of your work and your contribution. I just want to publicly thank you so much for being on the scene, for capturing the positivity of it. it that was like my childhood and so much more. Um, I'm so grateful to you and I look forward to your exhibition. Like you, your work is telling of a time just as Al Smith's was. And again, it's showcasing that black excellence in our community. If folks are out there and they're like, I need to connect with Keith. I need to hire Keith. Let them know right now. Look right in that camera. Let them know how they find you, Keith. Uh, Flyrightproductions.net. Or you can reach me at 7100 Fort Dent Way, Tuckwilla, Washington, Suite 100. That's where I'm currently located. Phone number 206-860-9813. Give me a call. If you want it done right. Call Fly Right. There it is. <laughs> if you want it done right, call Fly Right. Keith, thank you so much for being here and, and giving me some of your time today. You, Blessings Trey. to you. I look forward to continued connection. Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, there was more of that, that video. Keith has amazing, amazing photos. I get to wrap all this up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. This winter, Seattle Opera presents the world premiere of A Thousand Splendid Sons. Based on the best-selling novel by Khaled Hosseini, this new opera tells the breathtaking story of two Afghan women brought together under the brutal Taliban rule. There has never been a more important time for this story to be on stage. Make this world premiere part of your plans today. Don't miss A Thousand Splendid Sons, February 25th through March 11th at McCall Hall. Details at seattleopera.org. Great. Welcome back. I'm so excited. Welcome back, y'all, to the day with Trey. What an amazing, I told y'all, magnificent Monday in the works. I want to send a huge shout out to my guest, Keita Williams with Successfully. Make sure y'all check her out. Get involved in that Exit Strategy Academy. If you are looking to make that leap and bet on yourself, Keita is there to make sure she bullies you into your success in all of the greatest ways. And of course, oh, all the love to Keith Williams for joining us. 
us today. I mean, these two Williamses, okay, both of them, I told you, were great. But to see Keith's work, I mean, you got to see Rosa Parks at Garfield High School in 1997. Keith was there on the scene. If y'all are looking to get your photos done right, make sure you call Flyright. He gave you the contacts. You can also look up flyright.net. It, it is such a beautiful thing to have uh, a platform to share and uplift these amazing stories happening in our community. I got to give them love. And of course, y'all know I was inspired as all get out. I want y'all to be inspired. Well, what Keita and Keith have done is found the ways to see themselves as a part of the solution, utilizing their talent, skills, and abilities for ways that uplift and help others. That's what we're talking about here. That's the greatness that's within all of us. When we are all doing that, we make the world a better place. Y'all be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. <laughs> Atinga chati kubudirira Mwari alipa uti wipendura Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.